This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. Does it make sense in the world of the game or the world of the movie that you've just created in which Mark Wahlberg is in it? And Willis. Because he's Waluigi. What are you talking about? I guess so. Okay. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. What's up, everybody? Today, we're talking about Netflix. Netflix has released their Q2 reports, and they didn't do quite as bad as they thought. So we're going to talk about Netflix and see where they land. Uh, We're also (laughs) going to talk about video games in movies and TV, not video games in movies, but like video game adaptations. We touched on this long ago on this podcast, but I think it's it's time to check back in and see see where we land. Yeah. And speaking of checking in, we're going to wrap it up by talking about the box office of 2022 yeah. how it's looking and how it's looking compared to last year to yeah. 2020 maybe even back 2019 18 yeah see where we land there's a lot to unpack yeah in that kind of stuff so far very um, much so yeah <laughs> interesting to say yeah. the very least oh uh. yeah so before we do that it's a hot one here today, folks. We are. Uh, it's the mid nineties. We might we might get a little loopy as towards the end of this as we slowly yes. bake in our rooms. Um, <laughs> but before we do that, uh, Josh, let's talk about what's coming out this week. Yes, let's do it. And so before we do this, I just have to say that I realize that basically every time I've done this, I've made at least one error. <laughs> and I'm not going to make an excuse, but I will say that every source tells me something different. So I try and accumulate it all sure. and make us an educated guess but so starting out for theatrical we have nope it's dropping on thursday today yes. and so go see it go support jordan peele i'm so excited for this movie i'm pissed off that they sh- showed a second trailer because i think it gives too much away it's, it's a lot yeah but i'm still excited nonetheless i'll be seeing it in imax on saturday so go check that out for i will streaming, say can I, can I throw out real yeah. quick uh also coming out in a limited release oh god which, you know, this is nothing. It's a movie called Shamshara, which I feel like is just mocking my choice from last week's Megapixels of Samsara. I saw that and I was like, Dude. it's like the <laughs> Shamshara. And I, was like, I literally almost put that on just because of that. I'm like, it sounds so, so similar. <laughs> not to not to dunk on the uh, on the filmmakers there. But um, but come on, guys. Come on. It was know? I felt the universe mocking me when. uh when I saw that listening. So, but anyway, yes. Uh, what's um, what's coming out on <laughs> streaming there, Josh? So streaming, we got uh, for movies, we got two major things coming out. We have uh, the last movie stars premiering July twenty first, HBO Max, and it's a six part documentary series chronicling the lives of Olivia Woodward and Paul Newman. And people are saying that this is amazing, and I didn't Directed know it was by coming. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm so super for this. I'm stoked for this. It seems like it's going to be a really, really informative and respectful way of doing this yeah. because it's, and it's going to yeah. be one of the I feel like it's going to be one of those things that's like has the reach that only like a Hollywood insider could pull. Exactly. Like Ethan Hawke mm-hmm. can get access to different people to talk about. Uh, yeah. Paul Newman than than others. But. Right, it's like what Sean Penn like does all the time, just swinging yeah. his. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then we have the Gray Man. So I 
misspoke last week and said the Gray Man was hitting streaming. It it did a theatrical run for like four days, and that's yeah. what that's what it was. But it's actually dropping this week, so watch it. I guess I don't know. I've heard that. I will say our good. our own podcast uh, kind of derailed on me because I was like Friday. I was looking for the Gray Man. I was like, Same. Right, I'm gonna have to look this, and I was like, What's going on? Where is it? Same. Because we did say it, but there is also advertisement for it. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, like on the it's front. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. For like now two, going on two weeks. Like yeah. It made it, perfect <laughs> sense that it was coming out on Friday because it was everywhere. Yeah. And so. anyone who saw it in a theater, I mean. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Okay. Good Good for you. I, well, Russo Brothers, I could, I could make the argument. Let's hold our judgments to next week till we've seen The Gray Man and we can yeah. like say whether or not it's a piece of garbage or not. Um. But that's it for movies. And then the only show that's coming back, really, that's of note is American Horror Story Season 12 Part 2 hit Hulu today. So if you're still one of the 50 people who watch American Horror Story, you got more. And why they split Season 12 into two, your guess is as good as mine. So that's That's what we got. That's wild that that show's still going. I'm like... Yeah, I... I, The idea is great, but it's just... None of the seasons have really held up. Not not a pot about American Horror Story, but but yeah. So that's what's oh. coming this week. So let's just get right into the episode, right, yeah. guys. Let's let's get into it. So diehards of our pod will remember. Yeah. See, I've I've queued this up now, and now I don't have facts to back it up. We'll remember that somewhere around like a couple months ago, I guess maybe. <laughs> yes, we we talked about how. Uh, Netflix posted losses for the first time since losses in subscription in for mm-hmm. the first time since 2011. Yep. And they were predicting a lot more and that's what teed off all of their like, well, I guess we can't spend endless amounts of money anymore. Also, you can't stream in every house endless password sharing anymore and yep. there was a third leg the ad tripod, the but, ad tier. Oh, and the ad tier, yes. Uh because they were panicked. Um, rightfully yeah. so. I mean, they lost something. They were predicting a lot. Um, yeah, they laid off hundreds of people. I'm like, dude, yeah. this is it was it was a, a bad preemptive day for maybe? Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> but but it is now we are now into Q3 for mm-hmm. my uh, corporate listeners. <laughs> so they've released their Q2 stats. Yep, and they only. Lost nine hundred and seventy thousand subscribers. Just, just a couple people. So, like, good on them. This is like it's the weirdest thing because, yeah, they lost almost a million subscribers. Yeah, but they thought they were gonna lose two million. So, right. like, good job. Only you only lost sucking to the tune a of million? a million. <laughs> One and million. And there, the the other part of this is they're expecting. A million new subscribers in Q3. Now, is that based on anything? Did they say? Well, I mean, or just they're. I, I don't think they say specifically what it's based on, but there is in the article that we were reading. There's a, they hit their expectations pretty, for the most part. Uh, well, I'm going to read these numbers now. It's not going to sound like it at all, but like they're pretty. Whatever metric they're going off of is. Pretty accurate. Yeah. You know, like in 
so here for just for instance, in Q4 of 2021, so like last Q4, um, <laughs> they forecasted eight point they forecasted plus eight point five million subscribers and gained eight point three million. Okay, you know, like it's weird because their forecasts are pretty on point, except for last quarter where they thought they were going to go up by 2.5 million and they went down by 200,000. Yep. So like, yeah, they've been really good at it except when they were completely wrong. Like way off. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It, like it's, it's one of those, if they're going to be up a million next quarter, that basically almost puts them at just where they were at the beginning of the year. Yeah break even yeah <laughs> yeah like it puts them back at zero like right right I mean, not zero hashtag math podcast but like yeah they they recoup their losses yeah 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 they're fine so and this is without really any of the offsets that they they put in place taking effect yeah yeah you know, with like, any of them yeah they've just kind of turned it around which i'm like well and again turned it around by losing nine hundred thousand subscribers right but well, okay, so I guess we don't want to say turned around. It, but that's what they're saying. Like, like yeah. that's the thing is, like, from their point of view, it's weird. If you calculate we're going to lose a ton and then lose half as much, like, that yeah. is a win, but it's, it's a not day. a win. Yeah. But it, like, really isn't. It's like you're still losing in the yeah. long run or in the short, in any run. Yeah. But it's just not. I just don't understand how they can feasibly say we're going to gain a million subs by next quarter. Like, I just don't understand that, given that what, why would, why? I mean, if they implement, first of all, if they implement their, uh, like, password sharing scheme, yeah. I know for a fact that they're going to lose a, a lot. Yeah. Just because, like, I won't, like, I well, don't know about users per se, but, like, I won't have Netflix anymore because my mom's not going to pay for it. And I'm not going to pay for my, like, I just don't care enough about yeah. it to pay for my own. Yeah. Well, that's the question. I mean, like, I, I I would bet some of their focus, no, some of their forecast, mm -hmm. similar words, some yeah. of their forecast uh, must be like, okay, we're going to implement this password sharing restriction and X people are going to completely bail out and Y people are going to be like, all right, fine, whatever. I'm just going to pay for Netflix now. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I feel like that's part of it. And the same with the ad subscription tier. Like, yeah, they have to have some kind of metric in mind of how much that's going to help right. or like pull in new subscribers. So, right. Yeah, that's true. And I'll like, not for nothing, but like a million subscribers is a pretty conservative estimate considering what they've done in the past. Yeah. Well, their total base is like 200 plus, right? Million? Yeah, their total base right now, as of, I have these numbers, as of Q2, they have 220.67 million subscribers. Mm. Um, that's so many. That's a lot. Yeah, that's that's a lot of people. I mean, it's all over the money? world. So like, well, yeah, and their revenue was $7.97 billion. Yeah, which is an interesting number to... Uh, Think about when we come back to our box office conversation a little bit. Yes. But, um, <laughs> that's an obscene amount of money. Uh, yeah, that's so much money. It's it's wild. Um, that's more than the entire film industry in the United States makes every year. 
like most of the time. You know, I just yes. it's it's it like exhausts me because I also am like Netflix, I think, is at a position where it's become such a fixture that I think they're main not their goal, but the main reason people still have it is because they're like, well, why would I get rid of Netflix? You know, yeah. versus the amount of people who actually open it to watch things daily. Like they got me with Resident Evil and I stayed for the Sea Beast. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a reason to open it again for until somebody recommends something on Netflix to me, you know? Yeah, but that's the thing. And that's the whole thing is they pulled you in with something and kept you for something else. It's true. Which slowly builds into your mind. It's like, well, there's stuff on Netflix. You know what I mean? And like, true. like the two of us are very cognizant of all of this. So like, yeah, whatever. But there's a subtle hint of if you go there and you watch something and then you see something else that piques your interest and like there's just a subconscious thing that says, yeah, Netflix has stuff I like to watch. Yeah, there's some might, value. Yeah, there's value in keeping it. Yeah, right. <sighs> but are a million people going to re I, I would love to see... Like who's unsubbing? Obviously, we'll never know these numbers. But like, sure. who's unsubbing and who's subbing? Is this a first time? Are you going to subscribe? Are you yeah. resubbing? Or like, what's going on? Yeah. Because plus a million with no Stranger Things, with no Ozark, with no nothing. Like yeah. plus a million for what? Like, and and we did just have a conversation about that the fact that Stranger Things stayed in the public interest for far longer than we thought it would honestly yeah. even when there wasn't mm-hmm. any on you know and it still is i mean honestly i think a lot of that has to do with social media and the kate bush stuff and like there's sure. a lot of things going around and um but it still astounds me that that has been able to maintain such a hold on like the you know the water cooler talk it's like yeah what <laughs> i didn't even watch it like i've no idea it's yeah i don't know i don't know yeah it's weird. It's wild. Like, I want to have a, a, a concept or I want to see a like a board of mm-hmm. here is Netflix's release schedule. But like in terms of just like laying out the whole thing, because they like there's so much of it. I feel like that I'm like not tuned into, but they release a ton every day. They release so much content that I'm just like everybody's got a different taste. Everybody's got something else, you know, like, I mean, I've, I want to, but I've never watched Cobra Kai, but like Cobra Kai season four. Mm-hmm. No season five is coming. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I might be wrong about that too. Um, but, but, but it's, coming. you know, but, it, but like there's X group of people that are involved in that. There's like all these different things that I'm like, I can't possibly fathom how much they actually actually release because yeah, it's too massive and too much of it is not applicable to me at all. So like, right. They position themselves so strangely because it's both a good thing and a bad thing because it's not getting the people like us, but it's, it might get the people who are like, they have me like, well, well, they have have, like, you know, I, I watch, I I think I said to you the other day, I'm like, I've watched more movies on Netflix Mm -hmm. than any other platform this year. Yeah. Like I've watched here. I have it. Ooh, you do it by, you break it up by platform? I should do that. Yeah. I've watched 27 movies on Netflix, and that doesn't include shows. That's just mm-hmm. movies. That's more than a quarter of the movies that I've watched this year. Mm-hmm. Given 
I've watched 25 on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like not that big of a difference. But I'm like, yeah, it's still like that's where I watch most of my movies. True. But like, when did HBO Max launch? Well, yes, sure. Like, that's the thing. It's like, yes, we do. Like, I do consume a ton of stuff on Netflix. Yeah. But for the amount that they were able to come out ahead, I should be watching 70% of my stuff on Netflix versus like maybe a quarter. Probably not even for well, me. Well, I would bet, I would bet like four years ago that oh, yeah. probably was true. But true. then everybody else came to the party and they're yeah. like, wait, what do you mean we can't stream all of your movies anymore? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I just saw today that like the the Raimi trilogy is hitting Netflix, which honestly this stuff works in their favor because it's like, hey, like the Bourne series is now on Netflix for yeah. like X amount of time and then it's gone. Like that kind of works in their favor, the exclusivity of like we get this for a limited period of time. Well, here's an interesting thing and like the, we're getting away from the topic a little bit here yeah. but like <laughs> the interesting thing with that is something that i've noticed is that like a lot of this stuff is not being exclusively streamed anymore like mm -hmm. the born series might pop onto netflix for mm -hmm. a year yeah but it's also on hbo max well that's yeah you know what i mean or like i mean the big tentpole stuff like harry potter is not going to show up on netflix or anything like that but like no smaller Marvel stuff there's like yeah like yeah <laughs> Um, well, I mean, but Hey, the Raimi trilogy, like technically part of the MCU. Uh, true. True. It would be interesting to break down like how many like things end up being on a ton of different platforms. Cause everything's on Amazon. Every literally, you know, yes. like if you want to pay for it versus not sure, but like, yeah, well, I guess not everything. All the Netflix exclusive is Netflix exclusive stuff available to rent on Amazon. I have no idea. That is a fantastic question. Like, look up Red Notice. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> Not available. There's a <laughs> there's a movie from 2021, looks like with uh, Ruby Rose, called SAS Red Notice, but I don't think that's the same thing. I don't either. Which, I, like, I get. Uh, well, Red Notice is like a, is like a bad... Uh, well, because it's the biggest movie they've ever like put out. Like, of course, they're not letting it go anywhere else. But I'm like, is there like, can I watch Lilyhammer? I just looked up the Power of the Dog, and that's not there either. I oh, oh, weird. Yeah, Ozark and, isn't there either. Okay, well, like Lilyhammer is not there. So like, yeah, I guess they hold on to their stuff. Which like, why wouldn't they? Here, yeah. here we go. Blacklist, or like Black Mirror. Blacklist, you can rent. A okay. little bit of a weird situation because Netflix bought Blacklist mm -hmm. later on, but I know. Interesting. Black Mirror you can buy. But again, same same thing. Oh, you can buy yeah. three seasons only. Okay. Interesting. Well, either way, either way. It's yeah. they, they have a calculus here that's like we will, but not if it's yeah, something the, that people are still going to our site for. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing we're, we're basically getting at is that like this million dollar plus million dollar million subscriber plus that they're forecasting is not yeah. based on nothing. They're not no. saying like, yep, million people. They're coming. Right. We we hope. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there is a there's a formula there. <laughs> yeah, there it's, it's calculated. Um, yeah. And we'll have to check back 
at the start of Q4 and be like, hey, did Netflix do what they were saying? Yeah. Because I'm sure it will come. I, I'm sure Netflix will be like, we're back in the plus column. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. Oh, oh definitely. Like, And then they'll yeah. get an Oscar nomination, you know, and then we'll go into that whole spiel again. They'll get an Oscar nomination for The Gray Man because why else did they put it in theaters? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> what if the it's Gray Man? What if it's amazing? I my brain won't let it be amazing, even if it is. I'll be like, there's just something here. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Especially if it's a franchise and it just becomes like, or if it's a shared universe and we get the gray man and then the red man and then blue man and it just becomes a Reservoir Dogs movie. Red Notice Man, yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. Oh my God. Well, um. Yes. (laughs) So Netflix is doing stuff, guys. That's what we're getting at. They're doing stuff. They definitely are doing doing stuff. stuff. Um, Yeah. And they recently dove into big IP and video game adaptations. Yeah. So what did you watch, Josh? So I watched Resident Evil, the show, because mm-hmm. for some reason I thought maybe this time they're gonna do so, they're gonna nail it. Why I don't really know, but I'm like, if it's Resident Evil, I kind of give it a shot because one has to be good at some point. Um, yeah, and I'll just say right now, it's not it's not good. It's I didn't really enjoy it. It's 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 not what you're looking for. But that made me think about all of the the video game adaptations that have come out just in the span of like 2021 to 2022. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, we've had Sonic two, we've had yeah. uncharted, we've had this show we've had, um, the show being resident evil, not pixel splitters, not pixel splitters. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, the halo show, like we've yep. had massive, massive things come through. And yes, people tell me that Sonic is good, you being one of them, and I can accept that it's not terrible, but I yeah. can't accept that if like you put it up against like, I don't know, a real- Against an, what? Yeah, like like what are you putting it up against? I'm trying like, to think of like a like a decent, like stupid action movie that's like not awful, but I can't, nothing's coming to mind right now. <laughs> like no, if you I'm, put well, it up against an MCU movie that's like uh, the original Iron Man- well, yes, if you put Sonic the Hedgehog 2 <laughs> up against Iron Man, hey, it won't hold up. <laughs> but if if you put it up against the rest of the video game adaptations, it does stand apart, but if but is it like an actually good movie? I will go to bat for Sonic cuz I think it okay. is a legitimately good movie. I think okay. there's good performance in it. I think it has heart. It's not like I mean, it's a popcorn movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, there's something to be said for it's fun. It's well made. The performances are not top of the shelf, but like, they're fine. Yeah. They're great. Uh, Ben Schwartz as Sonic is really good. Yeah. Um, In Sonic 2, he like makes a reference to John Raffio and I lost my shit. Oh, that's awesome. um, Spoilers, I guess. But, I guess. (laughs) Um, like they, they're they're fun and they get through. There's no part when you're watching this where you go, "This is terrible." Okay, okay. Which is the general theme with video game adaptations? Yes. Is at some point you go, "Oh my god!" Right. I did just in my like prep for this, I did come across something that we haven't talked about that I I think is probably an influence on um, Resident Evil, mm-hmm. and that's The Witcher. Oh, I've completely forgot about The yeah. Witcher. 
And we've talked about it before. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because like I watched all of the first season of The Witcher, got two episodes in the second season of The Witcher and like haven't come back to it. Yeah. And I don't know really what that is. It's not that it's bad. Yeah. Um, It's that it's the same. It's Game of Thrones. Yeah. And this is something I kind of want to like, I, well, this is something I want to like put a pin in and come back to because I also, in preparation for this episode, watched the first episode of Halo. Yeah. Just out of curiosity. And that was my, okay, we don't have to put a pin in. I can just go into it now because I don't know what I would come back to, but (laughs) um, I watched the first episode of Halo and I'm like, it's fine. It's good. It's weird because I'm not connected to it. Like I've, I've played Halo, but I, yeah. you know, I've, I've never had like an Xbox, so I've never been, well, that's a, that's a lie. I've completely had an Xbox, but, um, and I think it came with Halo, but, but not recently. You, but you I, well, and yeah. I, 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 like I never played Halo religiously. I'm not a big first yeah. person shooter. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't have any connection to the lore. So like mm-hmm. I'm seeing all of this organically, I guess would be the word. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fine. It's just, it's a carbon copy of everything else. Yeah. You know, and like, it, it, like, it's just, there's so many things. I'm like, that's from Star Wars. That's from Star Wars. That's from Star Trek. That's Mm -hmm. from Stargate. That's from, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, and that's, I think, would you say that that kind of thought process having, I having not seen it, would you say that that kind of thought process applies to the same for Resident Evil? Well, it's not weird to like lead your question, but like, no, it's, it's weird. Cause I'm not a big resident evil guy. Like I played mm-hmm. one game, but I'm not, it just didn't really grab me, yeah. but yes, in a weird way, but it feels like it's trying to be not, it actually feels like it's trying to be not the game effect, like doing everything mm-hmm. in its power not to be like the game. Cause the, uh, W.S. Anderson movies basically took like cut yeah. scenes from the game and made them into real <laughs> yeah. life and they're not good, you know? So yeah. in a weird way, I feel like it's trying not to be like the game, but it definitely is taking from everything. I mean, it, it like it, Vivarium and Black Mirror and like, it's definitely like, why are you yeah. doing this? You know? And that's why like the movie, the Raccoon City movie felt more like 28 Days Later, which I'm like, I'm, I can get down with this. Can get into that. You know? But again, it didn't feel like Resident Evil, which I think is a big issue with people going in because it is Resident Evil, you know? Yeah. And same with Halo. I'm like, I love Halo. Didn't care for the show. I was like, yeah. this thing just is not Halo. Yeah. <laughs> Halo. Well, from my understanding, and like even like from the limited understanding I have, I was like, I'm pretty sure Master Chief's not supposed to take his helmet off. Yeah, he takes it off every you know. 10 seconds in the yeah. show. You're like, what are you doing, bro? I'm like, mm, okay. Um, like, come on. Like, if you're going to pull so much from Star Wars, pull from Mandalorian and be like, yeah, he doesn't have to take his helmet off. Pedro Pascal's um, never been on set of The Mandalorian, let's be honest. Like, Well, that's not true. He, he's, well, uh, he's fair. One yeah, day. He's taken his... <laughs> He's taking his helmet off a few times, but, um, but do that. Like, there's no issue with that. And it's yeah. like Pablo Schreiber who, like, I love him, but like, yeah. do people know who he is? So let's, let, let me loop back to this. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. We've long since established that movies of video games, video game movies, I guess is what I'm trying to say over and yeah. over again, uh, <laughs> aren't good pretty much universal like across the board yeah like yeah. there are a few stand aparts you know like sonic yeah sure, sure. uh there's like an asterisk there because like yeah it would have been terrible if they if the internet hadn't gone bonkers over to the design exactly does 
a video game adaptation lend itself better to television to that format or to a series i guess well yes but it depends on the intent because if you want to do a true to the story retelling then 1000% you need way more than a movie you need at least a miniseries yeah but if you're going to do something and this is where i think it just doesn't like the filmmakers whoever the writers they just don't understand what their intention is because mm-hmm. i didn't see uncharted but the ending of the trailer of uncharted is the sequence that everybody knows from the game and it's like yeah i get that but is there a reasoning? Does it make sense in the world of the game or the world of the movie that you've just created in which Mark Wahlberg is in it? And it's like, does this make any <laughs> sense? You know, and Nathan yeah. Drake is supposed to be like a 40 year old man and he's Tom Holland. So it's like, what what yeah. does it make sense? And that's where I think they don't they're trying to pay, they're trying to cater to everyone. And it's like, no, just do one or the other. Make it a popcorn flick that has nothing to do with the original source text or make a true telling of the source text. And they try and do both. And I think Sonic is like, they're doing not a retelling, but like a, just like, well, there's, not the- a t- there's not a ton of story to tell inside right. the hedgehog, which maybe is you what know. you need. Well, and that's like, that's the kind of thing I, I, I worry or I, I don't worry. You know, I have other things to yeah. worry about, but I don't, <laughs> that's the kind of thing I wonder about, like, are the games that aren't necessarily cinematic a better fit for this that are just like, yep, here's a guy. He runs across the screen really fast. He's a hedgehog. He collects rings. Go. He has a villain that's an Eggman. Yeah. Like, is that a better fit for this kind of stuff? Because players of the game aren't going well that's not how that was in the story that's not how that was in the story right you know that's that's like the kind of thing i i i bring up also uh the rocks rampage movie which i'm a big fan of is not a good movie but i'm a big fan of it because sure it's kind of hilarious yeah it's uh, very hilarious we used, Mortal to, we used to have too? those conversations all the time about the um giant monkey subgenre yeah um, of which <laughs> Rampage squarely fits. Yeah. You also put the King Kong movies in there. Um, yeah. What was the other one? There's one. Um, Mighty Joe Young. Mighty Joe Young. Yeah. You, oh, oh, there's a we, whole. We shouldn't get into this. Yeah. We'll make uh, a letterbox. Dear those, listener. Folks. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. The giant monkey subgenre letterbox. <sighs> That's amazing. I want to like just hang up and go do. Yeah. This right do now. it right now. Um, but <laughs> yes, anyway, so, I agree with you. Yes. Yeah. Do we get to like MCU mentality stuff of picking out every little thing when there's so much story already to draw through and then you can have to pack it all into like a two hour or a six hour series? Like, I don't know. That's yeah, that's I, mean, I think where we have a problem. Definitely where we have a problem. But it's also like one, one thing I want to say is that some games, they're fun to play, but they're not fun to watch. Like yeah. Halo is really fun to play. Some of the story is really boring and really formulaic, but it's amazing to play because you're there. But at, to yeah. watch, I don't think I would really want to watch all of Halo 3. There's a lot of boring parts in it that just don't, they're just like, do this three times. So that's yeah. part of the issue. I also feel like the filmmakers and creators who are who are tasked with this are not the right fits. And like, we can... I'll even throw yeah. Sonic in there only because it's a filmmaker who hasn't done much. Like I looked, I literally went through all these people's IMDBs and I'm like, they're giving these to people who just like, they have some stuff, but it's not mm-hmm. like, you know, 
you're not giving this to I don't know. Like even I'll say Michael Bay, someone who has a grasp on some sure. kind of storytelling that makes sense. And so they're thrust into these these fairly complex universes and IP that they have to now not just figure out which direction yeah. they want to go to, but create craft a co- coherent story that's good, you know? And we both watched Mortal Kombat. It was yeah. there was That some was the really center f- of our conversation when we Yes. Uh, talk oh, yes. about I talked about it last year. Yeah. That's right. And there were things to like about that movie for sure. But it's not a successful movie. Like it it could have been done really, really well. And I just think that the stigma around video game movies has made it so that people who are qualified to do this just don't want to do it. That's what that's what my yeah. feeling is. Because we're getting yeah. these that I'm like, Halo should have been the biggest show of the century. And like it sucked. What? Yeah. <laughs> That makes no sense. What? Yeah. Yeah. They've been working on this for 20 years. (laughs) Well, and the thing is, like, to to loop back to Mortal Kombat for Mm -hmm. a second, that movie arguably should have been a show. Yeah. Because I I went back and listened to our podcast. Um, Nice. Yeah. It's it's very impressive how far we've come. I'm sure it Uh, is. (laughs) uh, One of our big things was like, oh, yeah, we spent the whole time waiting for them to get to the tournament so that like the movie would start and they never get to the tournament. Yep. And I'm like, that's weird for a movie because the whole thing feels like it's like, well, wait till we get to the second movie. Yep. You know, but if that's, if that's the first two episodes of an eight episode series, bring it on. Hell yeah. Let's go. You know what I'm like where there's more coming and it's like, yep, hit this, 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 like, Yep. yep. We've set up, how they all have their like powers. We've set up where they're all backstory and like episode four, we're getting to I'll I'll spot them an episode of exposition. Like hell yeah. You know, episode four, we get to mortal Kombat and then spend five episodes. I'm changing the length of my season, but sure. Uh, and then spend five episodes like in mortal Kombat. Like that's a great series and I'm on board with that. And that situation would have paid off a lot better in that format. But I think we were too soon. A hundred percent. Literally. Which is why I'm kind of like poking at like, is a series better for these? I think if you're going to do it at all. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to do it at all, do it as a series, unless you can grab something like, what did they, didn't they make, um, aren't they going to make a Tetris game or a Tetris movie or something like (laughs) that? I'm like, if you can, we could also, we could also touch on Adam Sandler's pixels. I guess we can. Yeah. No, that's not, let's not do it. <laughs> but when it's that something, movie it does exist and I implore you not to watch it. Um, but yeah, so if it's something where you can literally just take familiar faces and then craft a story around, let's do it. That, that works. Yeah. And you don't have to take it too seriously. Like detective Pikachu, like I'm about that. I thought that was a pretty yeah. quality movie, but when we try and dive in and, Resident Evil is a perfect example. Like the uh, Welcome to Raccoon City, and now this. Like Raccoon City is a prequel to this show, and like yeah. I don't think people understood that. And mm. the show, like direct, or it's like just in terms of like where the story falls. I guess kind of like where the story falls. They reference it all the time. Oh, they're like okay. not not things that happen in it, but they're like. You remember what happened to the first Raccoon City because they live in New Raccoon City, which is a part of the games and everything like sure. that. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I, I think that maybe they just need to stop 
And but but why why do well, you think that they're why, is it just because there's like the name because like I want to read you the list of the things that are coming we've got a board, oh I've got a list here too yeah yeah we've got Borderlands an Eli Roth movie which like who the mm-hmm. hell knows how that's gonna be I at least trust Eli Roth more than some filmmakers you know yeah he's His made a couple be, good movies like <laughs> if you made that list of people that could probably pull off something like that I don't know that Eli Roth would be at the top of my list but I'd be like. Eli Roth could probably. I recognize his name, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, we've got Five Nights at Freddy's, which I'm like, okay, I guess. Gears of Mm -hmm. War, Just Cause, Ghost of Tsushima, Just Dance, Metal Gear Solid, Saints Row. I mean, like games that people are like, oh, I remember Saints Row. Let's just let's check it out. Which Saints Row is basically Grand Theft Auto on like speed, and it's like, okay, does that lend itself to a movie? Maybe, but are is the intent? correct are we doing this just to be like oh people will be in a seat for just cause two or whatever like let's do it there's something that i just don't there's no respect here and maybe the filmmakers Mm -hmm. have it but the studios whoever's pitching these is like we know resident evil regardless of if it's good people will go watch it and it like dude these are all successful game franchises because they're good yeah that's it. Full stop. If you can't make a good movie or show out of these, then like you need to stop because this is not why. Why make a bad product? And I think Paul W.S. Anderson, for whatever it's worth, cared about those movies enough to to like actually go in and go like this is a literal cutscene from the yeah. the game. Like this literally is from the game, and that's way more than I can say about any of these. You know. It's just, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. It, it bums me out because I do love video games. Although I will say, like, watching Halo, the first episode of Halo, I was definitely like, this is a cinematic yeah. from the game. Like, it's about to, like, turn and I'm going to be standing behind Master yeah. Chief and it's going to, like, zoom into his first point person. Which it does. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say also, uh, for our dear listeners, if you want a, a really interesting adaptation, um, go look up Nathan Fillion did a spec short for Mm -hmm. uncharted that is amazing and hilarious and like has well i won't has some really interesting filmmaking in it um but i also want to throw out there just to to add more despair to this conversation we're also getting assassin's creed uh a series from netflix oh a series which absolutely screams look how good the witcher did uh let's do assassin's creed but that's my thing and this is the beginning that show i can tell you exactly what that show is going to look like it's gonna look like witcher it's gonna look like game of thrones it's gonna look like all of this stuff because they're gonna be like this is just the style that we do these in yeah and there's not gonna be any elaboration on it yeah you know what i mean and it's like and then they're gonna come out of the like whatever he i don't i don't remember enough of the nomenclature around assassin's creed but like when he's not in <laughs> yeah. the past and he comes yep. to the future or whatever mm-hmm. like i know exactly what that's gonna look like yeah you know mm-hmm. um i'll also put out we're getting a tomb raider another one uh a tomb raider series i believe right <sighs> which i'm more on board oh, with honestly. sorry tomb raider animated series oh i'm even more on board with that honestly yeah <laughs> uh here's here's the last day uh voiced by Haley atwell oh which I'm even more on board with. I'm like, I can let's get do on board it with this. Yeah, let's do um, it. And then the one big one I feel like we have to talk about is The Last of Us, which yes. is coming to HBO. 
which has been in the works for a while. Yeah. Like since the game came out, they're like, we're doing a movie. And I'm like, okay. Which is funny because I think Norman Reedus is like the likeness they use in the game or something. They use somebody's <laughs> yeah. likeness where I'm like, so just use the Elliot Page yeah. was in it or something. I'm like, what the? Yeah. Like, <laughs> neither here nor there. But so I didn't play The Last of Us. I haven't either. That is one of those ones, though, that I'm like, that to me, and again, having not played it, seems more of a the gameplay in this is to get you through this situation to continue the story. Right. Yeah. Which I think is an important distinction because I think that's something that's like, yeah, it's story based as opposed to like Gears of War, which is like there's a story, but the idea is to go kill everybody. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that um, that I'm hesitantly on board with. I think there's a Half-Life movie coming. I mean, there's yeah. this ones. That I mean, are like, it's everything, you know, yeah. like. We'll no doubt get Sonic three. Of course, there's one interesting thing I want to touch on, and then we can we can talk some some box office. But yeah, um, with Sonic, they're burning through their like catalog. I guess I'd say mm. of characters. Like, oh, so yeah. Sonic Sonic one had Sonic. Cool. Sonic yeah. two we got. Well, it's had Sonic and Eggman. Um, yeah. But like Sonic 2 had Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. Yeah. And, you know, and like a different form of Sonic, like no spoilers, but like, yeah, you know, like all these different changes. And then they tease at the end, I guess, spoilers, uh, Shadow. Oh, so like. <laughs> so it's like, it's one of those. I'm like, you're like, you're going to get like Sonic is one of those ones. We're going to get five Sonics. They're just oh, yeah. going to keep coming. But you're going to burn through all of the Sonic original character that you have from however many Sonic games there have been. I don't know. But like pretty quick. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Do you just not have Knuckles in one? Do you like, does it become, it's it's like a weird, like that's something that I feel like no video game has ever had to navigate because no video game series ever got that, gotten that far. They've never made it this far. Yeah. (laughs) And, and a good, like an interesting one to watch is the Mario movie because yeah, like talk about deep character, like as tons of characters yeah. and like how many are they going to throw at you? In well, the first yeah. Movie? I mean, that's like, are we, are we going to get, you know, Mario, Luigi, Peach, Bowser? Yeah. Toad, you know, Waluigi. Toad. Yeah, yeah. Wario, everybody like, I would love it so much if they just threw Waluigi into the first one with like no <laughs> reference to any other, like no Wario, just anything. It's just like, oh yeah, here's the story. Also, here's this weird fucking crazy guy, Waluigi over here. That's like, I don't know. Waluigi, like Waluigi is my, uh, yeah. <laughs> Waluigi is my uh, go-to um, Mario Kart player. So I have a soft spot. Why? Um, what? Because he's Waluigi. What are you talking about? I guess so. Okay. All right. <laughs> fine. I guess. I, yeah. I, I don't know. So there's like there's so much to unpack here. And it's like it's weird because we are still very much in the youth of anything video game related working. Mm-hmm. Because five years ago, we've been like, no, video game movies don't work. And now it's like, yeah, okay. Witcher. Sure. Sonic, sure. Detective Pikachu was good. Yeah, that was cool. Right. You know, they can um, work. Yeah, there's something possible there, but they still have missed more than they've hit. And 
I don't know that they're ever going to like sort that out. You know, that that's ever, they're ever going to figure out that equation. I think, and we can leave it on this, I think the, that the taboo nature of video game adaptations needs to go away before it really starts to work. Mm-hmm. Because you just need people who care and are talented. And I, I yeah. really not trying to offend any of the filmmakers who've tried their hardest to do this, but yeah, guys, the dude who directed Mortal Kombat had never made a feature film. What? Yeah. Tell me how that makes sense. He was given $90 million to do Mortal Kombat. Like, what? Like, give Neil Blomkamp $100 million and have him make a Halo movie. That was on the table, and they just... Yeah. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, it it didn't pull through, yeah. Like, it's just... Yeah. (laughs) I want to shout out Wing Commander, which is a terrible, terrible movie. Um, I saw this movie in theaters in, like, 1999, and it's terrible. I had no idea it was based on a video game until, like for like years later yeah um so so amazingly bad freddie prince jr matthew lillard like (laughs) matt lillard and freddie prince jr yeah man in a space war movie based on a (laughs) video game from like the 70s oh it's wild um adding it to my watch list (laughs) yeah no yeah do it it's it's a lot to unpack but it's really interesting um (laughs) I'm okay with that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we'll leave it on Wing Commander. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just looked up on IMDb for Wing Commander, and the, like it's auto playing the trailer. And I'm like, oh my so god. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, okay. <sighs> just thinking of so many pieces of Jesus. Anyway. Um, I don't even have a segue. I was like, I had something for a second where we were saying like, oh, there isn't a formula for what's going to be a good video game movie. But there's lots of formulas around uh, about box office. Yeah. (laughs) So what are we doing, Josh? So we're just going to give you a a quick mid-year check-in on the box office for domestic box office only. I mean, I have the the worldwide here, but I think it's it's more pertinent to check on America right now. It's a bigger conversation. Yeah, because we've been going through some turmoil, both like socially, politically, and otherwise. But the film industry has been in some real dire straits as of the beginning of COVID. And things are changing. So we're going to talk to you a little bit about what's been going on this year uh, at the box office because yeah. it's we've only made it halfway, but it feels like three years because you look at some of the yeah. movies and you're like, oh my God, that came out this year? That's insane. Yeah. And really because movies are kind of back. Like they're kind of yeah. back in a weird it's, way. It's weird to look at the numbers, yeah. Um, so I guess I think we should run through the top ten uh, grocers for this year so far. Because sure. honestly, apart from one movie, two movies, three movies. Yeah. Okay, a couple movies. Like these <laughs> okay. all are. We're down to forty. Per- yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Like fifty percent. Half of these movies are still in theaters and still making money. So it's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, sure. And I guess you know what? I, there are a couple that like qualifier, qualifier, yeah, qualifier. a couple qualifiers here as usual. It's pixel splitters, folks. So, um, so yeah, let's just run through. And I want to say that the total so far is over four billion dollars, which is interesting because obviously for twenty twenty it was down half of that to two point one, and I didn't even count twenty twenty one because it's like it was such a weird 
like period in time. Yeah. But yeah, let's roll through the top 10 highest grocers for this year. And then I have the yeah. next 10 as well. And we can look at, because there's a couple that I'm like, that made a hundred million. That's kind of interesting. Cause really mm-hmm. the cutoff, like billion dollar movies. Yes. But at the same time, like for worldwide, but at the same time, it's like a hundred million was kind of my line to be like, okay, they're making their money. Successful. And yeah. So at number one spot, we've got Top Gun Maverick, uh, and it made over 600 yeah. mil just domestically, and it's still going. Yeah. I mean, it's, I might go see it again next week, honestly, because like it's just one of those movies, and it's still yeah. climbing. And It's coming up on yeah, Endgame. Yeah, on Endgame. On which Endgame. is wild. And now, keep in mind, folks, yeah. two Marvel movies have premiered this year, neither of which made even close, well... Yeah, two, right, so far? Well, it's early on Thor, Love, and Thunder. It is, but I'm telling you right now, that's not making a billion dollars in no way. There's no shot. Um, I had a feeling. uh, Not to say that it's a bad movie, but it's like there's just no shot. Like Multiverse of Madness didn't, it made like, I think, worldwide 900. So so we have Top Gun number one, which premiered on May 27th, and that was a Paramount picture. Mm -hmm. Uh, Worldwide is 1.2 billion, which is interesting. Uh. Number two is Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, which should come as no surprise. Sure. It was like the the next big thing after Spider-Man No Way Home, and that made about $411 million domestic, which is okay. good. It's it's, yeah. it's respectable. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, you know? But then that hit Disney Plus right away, so I'm sure that that had something to do with yeah. part of the drop-off. Um, and that almost is at a billion dollars worldwide as well. Then we have the Batman which mm-hmm. premiered in March, and that's $369 million, which is pretty... Simultaneous. Simultaneous release, release yeah. On the Batman, yeah. Uh, which is, you know, and that's a Warner Brothers picture, and I'm like, that's pretty good yeah. for a three-hour Batman movie that's not yeah. Batman versus Superman, you know? It's not the Dark Knight, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, coming in a fourth place, which I'm sure it's going to overtake both the Batman and Doc Strange at some point, but we have Jurassic World Dominion coming in at $359 million. I don't know if that's going to take over... Uh... Doctor Strange, but it'll definitely take the Batman. That's been that's yeah, it'll take the Batman. But Jurassic World, that's been that's about a month out. It's only got a couple weeks. It's left. only got a couple weeks, but these movies, for some reason, yeah, man, true, they're they're big movies. Fair. Um, and that premiered in March or no June, and then we have Minions: Rise of Gru at two hundred thirty-six million. So there's a pretty steep drop off there, about of a hundred yeah. million dollars. But as we go on, you'll be able to see why here. Um. And that was another Disney release. It's funny because it's really just it's the major studios. It's Paramount, Disney, yeah. Warner Brothers, and Universal. That's that's who put movies out. Gru isn't Disney. No, no, no. Gru is, is um, Paramount. Paramount. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then number six, we've got Thor Love and Thunder so far with 233 yeah. million. After that, we have I included Spider-Man No Way Home because I'm like, dude, it made 230 million in the span of a couple months. So that's huge. Then we have Sonic 2 at 190 million. Yeah. Um, and that premiered in April. Then we have Uncharted. It's fun. I mean, two video game movies, tr- like they yeah. really charted here. In the top 10. $148 million domestic. Uncharted. Nice. I saw yeah, it. I you know? see what you did there. <laughs> nice. And the number 10 is Lightyear. So, like, there's no surprises here, but the surprising thing is how much money these are actually making. Yeah. In in a period of time where people are like, well, theaters. And we're two of the people yeah. who said it. Theaters, you know, people are going to go to theaters mm-hmm. to see, you know, special movies. The only one of those I've seen in theaters was uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And I've seen. No, I guess I can't say that. You've seen like half. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say maybe at about half, but I'm like, yeah, maybe not. But again, it's yeah. Yeah. So realistically, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because there's a relationship between not just movies. I think that I was thinking of it in such a small macro way of people like people just love movies it's not movies it's going to see movies it's going to see like live music is so much better than just listening to music in your room like there's a reason people go good or bad man i sat through not too many awful movies but like there are movies that are like i can't believe people are sitting through and they're sitting to the end and being like well you know not the end of the world and i think it's just people want to go and see stuff that's not at their house. And I think that's such an yeah. undervalued thing that we didn't understand because COVID you're inside, you can't go anywhere, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Change the game. Well, it's interesting that you bring up the like live music versus music, you know, at home on Spotify or something yeah. like that, because there's something to be said for the idea that we're reaching a new phase with film and movies mm-hmm. in that, that, thought can be applied to a lot of different art yeah yeah it's way more satisfying to go see a monet in a museum than it is to look up a picture of a monet on your computer or it's way more satisfying to forms of art well i was gonna say any Uh, form of visual (laughs) art that you could go to a museum i'd rather go see sculpting sculptures in a museum yeah photography than like oh yeah here's a 3d scan of it Yeah. yeah like here's here's a print here's this here's I don't. My mind went to poetry, and I was like, I "Slam guess poetry." It's more satisfying to go to a slam poetry than, but I don't. I don't. That exception proves the rule, kind of thing. I mean, let me run through a couple more of these here because number eleven is Elvis. Well, the thing to point out too, and I'm glad that you prompted yeah. there. Those top ten all pre-existing IP. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent, you know, exist pre existing. The, the yeah. only one you might be able to put an asterisk next to is Top Gun Maverick, but like not even really. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, because that's based off of another movie as opposed to like, well, I guess Lightyear's based off of another movie. Don't, yeah, listen. no, no, it, they don't continue your thought. Literally, <laughs> all of them are now that you say that they're all based off of, of pre existing IP, but when you get to the next 10. Like it's about half and half because we've got Elvis that made over a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. domestic. Over a hundred million dollars, a hundred six million dollars that came out like yeah. three weeks ago. What? And yeah. it's a three hour long Baz Luhrmann movie. Like, okay, guys, <laughs> sure, I guess so. Yeah. Then we have the Lost City at one hundred five million dollars. The the Sandra Bullock. That's wild to think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. You know, Daniel about. Radcliffe. Not not the worst movie I've ever seen. You know, it's it's got some merit. Worth watching. I I've, I mean, if you I've hovered over that one a couple times. I've been like, I don't it's know, kind of fun. If you got nothing else okay. to watch, it's not the worst. Again, I've seen much worse. Um, sure. Then we have The Bad Guys, which is a universal animated mm-hmm. film at $96 million. And then we got Fantastic mm-hmm. Beasts, which is which is an anomaly in itself because it only made $95 million in yeah. the States. That's a Harry Potter movie, folks. Yeah. I mean, like, let's, but it's got the, it's got asterisks, it's but got yeah. the IP behind it, you know? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Then we have Sing 2, which is another anomaly with $86 million. Animated, yeah. Um, Children. Yeah. Then Scream with $81 million in the States, which is pretty insane. Uh, it's pre-existing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Then Morbius, which might be the worst performing MCU movie <laughs> with $73 million. Okay, 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 okay. 
Morbius, not an MCU. But like kind of. Morbius is a Sony movie. Morbius but- is, like <laughs> is with Venom. Like I'm I, I don't know why I'm getting like defensive of this, but I keep seeing that. I'm like, guys, like Disney didn't make Morbius. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they made it. I'm saying it's part of their whole deal now. And it's not because like it's not though. The, Morbius is made completely independent of. Oh no, I know that. The MCU. I know that, but it's like it does. It's part of it. It wasn't made with the studio, but it is like the reason you'd go see Morbius is because like maybe it ties into like Spider Man, you know, or Venom. Sure, sure, but contractually, but Sony didn't have to run no. that movie by Disney. No, at all. definitely not. But now that we have yeah. No Way Home and stuff, it's like these. I, I tie it all in together. You know, it, it's not yeah. by the studio. Yeah. Well, especially because the, the stinger has Michael Keaton's vulture in there. Exactly. Like, and if you've spoilers. seen Venom, it's all it's all connected. So, yeah. Um, anyway, but sorry, I got indignant. It's OK. I get it. I get it. Coming in at 18th is The Black Phone, Scott Derrickson's horror movie that premiered only a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago at 72 million dollars domestic. And then Everything Everywhere was 66 million dollars, which is like, what the what? Yeah. And then we have Dog with sixty one million, like which we're, I we're, really want to watch. I'm like, me I, too. I keep hearing good things about that movie. Yeah. Um, so okay, what was the what was number ten? Number ten was Lightyear. Lightyear. At, okay. At, and what? At uh, hundred fifteen. At a hundred one one five. Yep. And then we hit Elvis at hundred hundred six six. So Pixar versus a Baz Luhrmann movie. Well, the thing, I, <laughs> the thing I pull from this is like. Tent poles are still a massive thing, and the tent poles are getting more tent poly. Sure, but also fewer and further between, kind of. Yes, which I think is so. Like when we were talking about this, the stat that I pulled that I was like very fascinated by is mm-hmm. in terms of yearly film releases. And this is according to Box Office Mojo. So, like, you know, we'll, we'll, well, I, no, I, I fully trust Box Office Mojo's. Numbers, Me too. But, um, it's where I got all these from. So, in like 2019, the year of like Endgame and all that kind of stuff, and 2018, the year of like Black Panther and Infinity War and all that kind of stuff, there were eight. The best so, year ever. Yeah. 2018, kind of the peak, I think it's arguable. Highest yeah. total gross. Yeah. Ever? Ever. Literally, um, yeah. Which, like, arguably, COVID kind of punched that in the face, but like, yeah. Um, 2018, there were 872 movies released. Yeah. Thus far, we're halfway through. We're going into Q3. Mm -hmm. We're halfway through the year. There have been 227 releases. So even if we double that, if we say it's been 50, 50, we're looking at this whole year. We're at 454 movies, less than half of what was released in 2018. Yeah. Don't quote me on the math on that. I didn't actually do that. It's yeah, I believe you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, So like, that's the thing is like the tent poles are getting tent pole here, but like there's way fewer movies coming out. And I don't think we can blame that on COVID anymore. No, I think we've gotten past the idea of like, yeah, people could produce for 18 months. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I think we're past that. Anything that's going to get produced is going to get made has been made. And the numbers are where they are. I don't think that's yeah. really cool. So like there's just they're not making as many movies as they used to. Right. Or they're not going to theaters. Or they're not going to theaters. Well, and to to tie it into like to use the MCU as an example, 
a lot of MCU stuff is shows now going directly mm-hmm. to Disney Plus, like, and arguably half of them should have been a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And arguably, if it wasn't for Disney Plus, would have been a movie. Like, Hawkeye absolutely would have been a movie if Disney wasn't like, well, we want to get into the streaming business. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, there's the number of things that are being released versus being, like, put out on streaming or turned into shows or whatever is, like, way lower. Yeah. So what I'm getting at here is the people are still going to the movies. Yeah. That's not changing. It's just that all of the, like, insane, you know, like, what's the top? Let me bring this up. What's the top 10 of 2018? Wow, this is Star weird. Wars, Marvel, Jurassic. Well, World. no, it's it's Black Panther, Infinity War, Incredibles two, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, Deadpool two, The Grinch, uh, Jumanji, Grinch Welcome to the Jungle, Mission Impossible, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, and Solo: A Star Wars Story. So, like Marvel, four Marvel movies. If you put Deadpool in there, Pixar, Pixar, Mission Impossible, The Rock. Yeah, literally. It's like all that kind of stuff, but then you get even further down and it's like, here's Venom and then A Star is Born and then Aquaman and then Bohemian mm-hmm. Rhapsody and then Ralph Breaks the Internet and then like, you know. No surprises, you know. Yeah. I mean, like there are like a Quiet Places in there. Sure, but still but, a yeah, big but, studio and, yeah. product. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like one of those things that the big studio stuff is getting concentrated. Like if you if you think of it as like a funnel. It's mm-hmm. getting concentrated and like kind of peaking where it's like, yeah, like there's room at the top for seven yearly huge tentpole properties, yeah. not 40. Right, right. Um, but people are still going to go see movies. People go right. to see movies. They do. And that's where it's like, well, there's so many tentpoles, but there's other stuff too, which is awesome. Yes. Yes. And I think that in this is kind of one of the first times, like you saying that is making me realize that. This is great. Like yeah. never before would in the top 20 would you have the Black Phone, Everything Everywhere, Dog, Elvis and the Lost City. Now I'm not yeah. saying all of those are good, but they're in the top 20 and we're in yeah. like I'm sure once we hit the end of the year they might get pushed, but like these wouldn't even be in the top 50. But here's the thing is like we had this conversation kind of last week of are there that many huge properties still coming? Yeah. I mean, Running we have out. Black Panther coming. Yeah. There's not a Star Wars property coming that I nope. know of by before the end of the year. Um, no Pixar, because they just had one. No Pixar. We are getting another Mission Impossible this year, I believe. Yeah, Dead Reckoning. Um, oh, here, let me. If we're going to be on Box Office Mojo, let's be on Box Office let's Mojo. Let's do it. Let's go all the uh, way. <laughs> <laughs> we have Avatar. That's going to be a whole thing. That's going to be its own pod. <laughs> Yeah, but like I'm scrolling through Black Adam. We're getting okay. Yes. It's The Rock. It'll do It'll, it'll do, do business, numbers. and it's a Shazam. And I like Shazam, so I'm like, I'll, I'll, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, are we really getting Shazam Fury of the Gods this year, too? Yeah, we are. Wow. We don't even have a trailer for that. Okay. Well, it's December. It's a Christmas movie, but and we're getting a Puss in Boots movie. But like, okay, so I just listed off six months and we had what, four tentpole movies? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That I'm like, yeah, like Arguably someone more. like Avatar is going to do crazy numbers. Yeah. Like, 
you know, and Black Adam, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, sure. I don't know that they'll necessarily knock out like Multiverse of Madness or anything like that, but uh, oh, and Black Panther is the other yep, big one, yep. which will do gangbusters. But like, yeah. even that said, that arguably still possibly puts Baz Luhrmann's Elvis biopic at like 14 yeah. for the year. Yeah. Which is crazy. What? A three-hour Elvis movie? You know, so like, like we're looking at 12 or 13 tent poles over the course of an entire year. And then like not really a mid-tier. Yeah. No mid-tier. And then like whatever else is coming. Yeah. You know, and the audience is going to go find what they find. Exactly. Which They're, is perfect. Yeah. This is the This is the moment. This is the moment where we can start we can start to cut through the BS and go everything everywhere deserves an Oscar because it's yeah. actually a good quality movie made by people who care. And it's yeah. been we haven't had this in a long time. Arguably since I've been and alive. And this is the kind of stuff and I think we were talking about this the other day, but like this is the kind of stuff that I'm like I feel like the the decade of massive franchise stuff yeah is not necessarily over, but they're not going to run the table. Yeah. Different kinds of movies are going to find their way. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yes. A hundred per cent. I agree. Like there's so many things like I'm just I'm on box office mojo here and I'm looking at November 11th, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Sure. Yeah. Going to be huge. The other thing coming out that day is a movie called Armageddon Time, which I'm like, I don't know what that is. OK, Armageddon but I look, click on it and it's. Jessica Chastain, Anne Hathaway, Anthony Hopkins, and Jeremy Strong. And I'm like, hello. Oh, oh, hello. What are you? Oh. It's very bizarre, and I'm very thankful for this podcast because I feel like if we weren't doing this, I wouldn't so astutely – astutely. Look at, listen to me. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't so clearly be like, there's a change happening right now. Yeah. Clearly. And like – just speaking on a personal level of the fact that it's been two weeks and I haven't seen Thor 11 Thunder. That's huge. That's unheard of. Like if it was 2016, I'd have been there opening night. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, ah, nah, bah, bah, you know? Yeah. But it's because I'm, well, <laughs> I was going to say it's because I'm watching like good stuff at home, but I'm watching, you know, like death on the night and red notice but, <laughs> and red notice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but well, here, here's your real throwdown. You ready? Yeah. The concept of sitting at home watching red notice is more accessible than going to a theater and watching Thor 11 thunder. It's true, but that's a whole different conversation. But like, that's the, so like, this is where we're heading. And I feel like this is going to be the thing of the twenties of like, yeah, like. We don't have to just do this big tentpole stuff. I'm going to go see the big tentpole stuff, but yeah. I can also go see or I can watch smaller, more intimate, more well-made film and appreciate it and actually have seen a bunch of stuff when it comes around to Oscar season. Yes. Yes. And I do want to leave us off by saying that, yes, some of these movies aren't the best, but none of them are awful like i haven't seen crimes of morbius whatever dumbledore okay morbius but again it made very little money it, it, like we're talking about a bunch of movies that are relatively decent you know yeah. 
in terms of a slate, and I think, like we've said this before, I think when it comes to theaters, they're going to be so much pickier about what goes and because mm-hmm. people blasted more like Morbius, dude. I've never yeah. seen backlash like that about a movie like this, and so yes, you have. It was in the early two thousands when they threw out like uh, Fantastic Four and stuff like that. Like that's the kind of thing that was just like, oh yeah, we'll just make this and people will go. And like that's just not true anymore. True, wasn't online for those, so I can't I can't speak to that. Okay, but, fine, but, but fine. stuff like this, it's like the quality level is obviously going up, and I think that yeah, stuff like Morbius and some of these things will go straight to a streamer. Like the red notices yeah. of the world are already going there. It's like, yeah, Uncharted and The Lost City, like those could have just lived on a streamer and it would have been fine. And so I, I, I have hope for the coming yeah. future that we're going to get some really good stuff going straight to theaters. And uh, and yeah, it's yeah, movies, guys. It's an exciting <laughs> time. Man. I'm like loving yeah. watching all of this unfolding. Like Same. a year ago, we would have never said this. A year ago, we'd have been like, "No, it's going to be tentpole stuff out here forever." That's we were saying we, we were now. saying that exactly last year. Yes, we were yeah. like, "Oh well, no, movies are dead." Like <laughs> Godzilla gone. versus Kong too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, wow. Yeah, good stuff. I'm I'm excited. Whew. that was an episode. Guys. All right, that was that definitely was an, an episode. episode. Um, <laughs> let's. Before we both let's bring f- home. fry here, let's let's dive yeah. into our recommendations. And uh... yes, so our prompt <laughs> this week, uh, we didn't come up with a prompt. A little last week. minute, we got on the pod uh, and we're like, oh, as man. we, are <laughs> like, oh right, there's that whole part about recommendations. So in that honor, mm-hmm. our I don't even know where mine is anymore. Our prompt uh, is going to be movies about memory loss. Yes. Uh, or something to do with memory, with memory or um, forgetting. Yeah. Amnesia, whatever you you care to unpack from there. Yeah. Um, and these are just, you know, completely we came up with right before we started recording. So, yeah, exactly. Yes. So forgive <laughs> let's, us. Let's roll with that. Yeah. Um, Josh, you go. You go first. OK. Because um, I have to find which one. <laughs> That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll vamp here for a little bit. Uh, so I chose a movie that is literally has memory in the name, but I swear it's it has something to do with not forgetfulness or forgetting things, but just the like the nuances of remembering things. And it's a movie by um, Bong Joon-ho called The Memories of Murder, which I wasn't aware of until a couple months ago when my friend was like, you got to check this out. It's on Hulu right now. It's from the early 2000s and basically centers around, and I think I've talked about this in our content stuff before, but it, it centers around a police precinct and some detectives who are investigating a brutal murder and their tactics of getting the information out of people and whether or not that information is good or if they just want to wrap the job hmm. up. And Bong Joon-ho very clearly has an issue with the way police do things, at least in Korea. Yeah. And this very much is like, yeah, he, he has a big issue here because it's just, it's basically like, um, I'm trying to think of another movie. I mean, like you could even throw heat into this mixture of like cops doing things the wrong way, you know, and not asking yeah. for permission. But it takes it to a new level where you watch them in interrogation rooms and you're like, yeah, mm, yeah. there's nothing real about the, like this person doesn't. He's just saying things. And it really is interesting. And it, and it goes through the entire 
timeline of the murder and you have a cop on your side who's from Seoul who's basically mm-hmm. looking from the outside and you're you're their perspective and so you're kind of going parallel to what the detectives are saying and what they're actually doing and it's mm-hmm. such an interesting parallel between yeah like these are the lengths people will go just to get an answer yes no good bad they're just yeah. want an answer to wrap this thing up and the fact that people can quote unquote remember details and remember things that didn't happen and it's just messing because yeah. they, they constantly are like well but you remember that happening right or this actually happened right while they're like you know beating the shit out of somebody and it's 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 <laughs> yeah it's just such an interesting character interesting. study and a, and a study of police films in different countries because like obviously this is takes place in korea and as a korean film sure. but like putting this back to back with something like heat or something like I don't know, like collateral. Like there's movies where you're like, okay, yeah. like let's deal with this and let's see. And it's just obviously Bong is a master filmmaker. He's a genius, and um, and this is maybe my favorite movie he's ever done. It's brutal, but really? it is like it keeps you there. You're like, let's let's finish this because you have to know. You're like, how does this wrap up? How does this get solved? Who are yeah. the culprits? And it's awesome. It's just awesome. So I highly recommend it. I think it's still on Hulu. Let me check really quick. If not, rent it because just support Director Mong in every way you possibly can. Um, it is streaming on Hulu still. So you can check it out. Nice. Um, Excellent. So Memories of Murder, check it out. And what is your recommendation here? Nice. That's, that's going to have to go on my list. That sounds amazing. It's really good. It's not a horror movie either. Uh, um, you know. Aha, there you so. go. It goes up on the list. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so my movie, my recommendation for this week is going to be a movie that's kind of old, I guess, at this point, Mm. looking at it, it's from 2007. Uh, and it's a movie called the lookout, which I think we've talked about before. This rings a bell. It's JGL. It's Joseph Gordon Levitt. Um, and Jeff Daniels. Oh, so this is actually a really interestingly well done kind of movie where, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays a guy who is in a car accident and ends up with a traumatic brain injury that affects his memory and his ability to really understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, memory here, there's your time. There it is. Uh, but basically gets a job as a custodian at a bank and like gets kind of bullied into helping people rob this bank. Ooh. Um, and it becomes a really interesting thing because he ends up like not wanting to really do it and he gets like forced into it. And then like he it's vaguely memento-esque in that like he um kind of has to like work against his traumatic brain injury to understand what's happening around him enough to like stop the bank robbers kind of thing. I gotcha. Um really well done. Directed by Scott Frank. Um Scott Frank. Who like y- you don't know so much as a director maybe but as a writer like he wrote logan he wrote queen's gambit he wrote um minority report minority report out of sight get shorty like he is a like tour de force in terms of like the writing world and he's actually like the directing in it is pretty good and joseph gordon levitt is great in it yeah and it's like it's it's not a huge movie but it's like it's really well done it's you know joseph gordon levitt jeff daniels uh matthew good ilsa fisher uh, Carlo Guino, you know, Bruce Miguel, like there's like a, a fair cast around it. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's solid. And I, I like, I haven't thought about it in a really long time, <laughs> but yeah, like it's, it's really good. It's also really funny because, um, Joseph Gordon Levitt's character, uh, in this movie is named Chris Pratt. 
No shit. Are you kidding me? Um, which is kind of hilarious, <laughs> but uh, that's amazing. You know, hopefully, it doesn't carry too much baggage upon a rewatch. But uh, um, well, yeah, I guess you never know. But that's a, that's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Well, Good movie. Not streaming anywhere. You'd have to rent it on Prime Video for two ninety nine. Come but on, it's guys. Totally two ninety nine. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm adding it to my watch list now. I've never seen it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh man, I feel like you'll really like this movie. I, I'm it's sure very, I will. It's very on brand for for Joshua. Oh, perfect. Okay, um, adding it. Oh, it's already on my watch list. That's hilarious. Okay. Um, nice. There you go. <laughs> all right. We must have talked. about I feel it. like I may have talked about it before. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! For two like right. off the cuff, like pretty yeah, good. For, like, uh, <laughs> we pull out Scott Frank and Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, like okay, bon, let's do it. Bong Joon Ho. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, all right. Wow. Well, that'll bring us home. Thank God it's hot. Yeah, it's it's. I'm kind of baking here, but um, that's fine. Uh, Josh, for the love of God, tell us where people can find you on the internet. Uh, people can find me on the internet on Twitter at Josh Fuller 33. Fuller is spelt with no E. You can also find me on both Instagram and Letterboxd at Josh J. Fuller. Uh, Letterboxd, you can find literally every movie that I watch on a day-to-day basis. And where can people find you on the internet, Willis? Uh, you can find me on the internet at Willis Film, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Letterboxd. I've actually been posting on Letterboxd, which is cool. I've actually been posting on Twitter, too, which is exciting. Oh, my God. Um, Return. Completely boring stuff. But I know. I'm like, oh, I'm so social over He's here. back. <laughs> uh, and if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on uh, Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. Uh, you can find us on Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters, where you'll find all of our recommendations including uh memories of murder and the lookout and also soon to be the list of the uh giant monkey subgenre yes Um, yes (laughs) and yeah we love to hear from you guys Uh, feel free to tweet at us or letterbox Uh, can you letterbox at someone i guess you can like comment on their reviews yeah yeah Um, follow us yeah (laughs) yeah follow us that's the word yeah um anyway yeah yeah we love you guys. We do. We love our listeners. We really do. Um, especially when they get to the end of these insane podcasts. I know. But we're just like deranged. I was. I went back <laughs> to uh, to review what we had talked about about um, video games last mm-hmm. time, which was episode four. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is episode fifty nine. How far we've come? Oh my god! Uh, I think on episode like six or seven or something, uh, the show notes said, "Yes, we know this episode is insanely long. We're sorry." And the length was like an hour and 10 minutes, oh, which dude. I think is pretty much where we average at this point. Yeah. So long end is like over two hours. <laughs> yep. Uh, we were so young and uh, we're naive, unprepared. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, we love it when you guys listen. We do. So. We love doing it, especially to our banter at the end. Yes. Yes. Sticking through all the way. OK. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all we hope you all enjoyed uh, tuned in. Yeah. We're we're loving doing that too because we do gotta talk about these movies. Yeah. Um, so keep tuning to those. They'll be dropping every Sunday. Mm-hmm. It looks like. Um, so you have pixel splitters to start your week and pixel splitters to end your week. Exactly. Because that's the dream. That's the, that's the dream. <laughs> all right, Josh. Oh, let's hang let's up. Hang let's let's up. end this. Let's go. I'm gonna go run through a hose or something. Yeah. Something. Like that. That sounds cool. good to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Guys. All right. Good talking to you, Josh. I'll talk to you next week. Yeah.